Okay, so again, we're going to do the Vad today, Rafur Shalema, for Levana, Bat, Vivian, Chaya. Okay, Hashem should give her Rafur Shalema, Bekarov. So we're up to this paragraph towards the end of Precious. It starts like this. In my book, it's the beginning of a paragraph. Probably also in your book. Viakar minakol, and what's more precious than all areas of precious, who hahit bodedut. See that? That is isolation. To isolate yourself from society. The more a person takes away his eyes from gazing upon things that are going on in the world, it also helps him uproot the desire for them from his heart. Basically, David HaMelech is saying, he would, he has a great desire to, uh, be out in the secluded areas of the world in order that he should do his bodhidus. And the prophets as well. Elio, Elisha, we find by Elio Hanovi and Elisha Hanovi, Matsanu Eyotam Yachdim Memakom, and they also were very, very into this process of avoid the call this boydidus. The great sages and the pious people in the early days went in their ways. They found that the best way to reach the level of precious is by this avoider called his boidus. Okay? In order that they should not be brought down by their association with people. When they associate themselves with people, that would cause them a yurida. Okay? This is the end of the paragraph. Now begins the Amkis. Okay? So, the Mesil Sisharim is a huge fan of this avoider called Hitbodedut. Now, most people in the world think that Hitbodedut was a creation of a big rabbi named Rab Nachman Mibreslov. And they also think that it is a part of the avoid of being a breast lover. But if you're not a breast lover, then you don't do that. But really the truth is, his boididus, this avoid called his boididus, has been around way, way, way before Rab Nachman Breslov. It's been spoken about in the early Rishonim. Okay? It's true, but I'm not going to go into it because that's not the uh, scope of our class here. But it is true that Rabbi Nachman Rebbeslev revealed this Avoida and has Chedushim 
in the mahalach of the avoid of his mitzvahs. I'm not going to go into that. That's not right now for us practical. But the concept of hitbodedut begins in the early Rishonim talk about it. I don't know if you ever heard of a sefer. It's a fascinating sefer. And an intriguing sefer full with massive chidushim called Sefer Hamaspik La'oiv De Hashem. You ever heard of it? It's the son of the Rambam. The Rambam had a son. His name was Rabavrom. Rabavrom Ben Harambam. Good morning, Morris. Okay, if David Sacker would be here, I would tell you all the history of what's going on over here, but we'll have to skip it today until he gets back. So anyway, Rabavrom Ben Harambam, massive sefer, which was <laughs> hidden for many, many, many years, and was recently revealed about 20 years ago. The sefer became popular, it was redone, it was originally written in Arabic and stuff, right? If you learn that sefer, you will see every line, deep chidushin. And it'll help you understand the Rambam, and it'll help you understand Chavis Halvavis, and it'll help you understand the Derech Avoid of Roshonim. One day I have a big desire to teach you these things, but we'll get there. Okay? So, in the Sefer Hamaspik, in the last chapter of Sefer Hamaspik, Eliezer, did you learn the last chapter of Sefer Hamaspik? It's That's the last chapter. Now I'm going to say a quick few chidushim that I saw there, which I want to see if Eliezer picked up on that. <laughs> He learns too much Bikis, my son. <laughs> anyway, the Seva Masvik, who has tremendous depth in this subject of isolation, uh, explains a few psukim which we would never, Ezra, come on, you gotta sit next to me. We'd never, ever by ourselves, ever think to explain these psukim like this. Eliezer, listen good. It says, Seva Masvik says that Yaakov Avinu, was very into his boidus. Very into this isolation, avoid of isolation, okay? Before we define it. But this avoid of isolation, right? What's one of the sources in the Torah that the Sefer Masbik brings? He says, Now, that's a chidush. Because simply the way you learn the pasuk of Yaakov Ishtam Yosef Ohalim, as opposed to Esav, who was issued at Tzayid Ishadeh, simply you learn about it that Yaakov learned, he was a matmid, Yosef Ohalim, he learned Torah. And Esav was having, doing sports. But if you understand the Sefer Masbik, he is not learning like that at all. He's saying that Yaakov learned and Esav learned. They both learned. But what made Yaakov become Yaakov Avinu the Great is that he practiced his boididus. And that's what it means, Yoshev Walim. Not necessarily learning. He was doing hitabodidut, whatever that hitabodidut means. He was isolating himself. That's the shot in the Pesach, Yaakov Ishtam Yoshev Walim. As opposed to Esav, who also learned. He was Yitzchak's son. But he didn't feel the necessity to do hitbodidut, isolation. And he was very associated with the world. And because of that, that was the source of his downfall. That's a massive chidush in the Pashat Pshad, the Pashat. Another massive chidush in the Pashat Pshad, the Pashat, he says, regarding Yoshua Benun, Shamata Alav, okay? 
פה זה צייב על שור בנון, נער לא ימיש מתוך האוהל. He never left the base medrash, right? Simply, how do we understand that? He didn't stop learning. Rabbi Avrom ben Arambam says it means means all the students of Moshe Rabbeinu learned. But what made Yoshua special was that he did hit bodidut. Another chiddush, big chiddush. When you read this sefer, every line you read, you're like, what? Chiddushim. He says, David HaMelech, famous pasuk, I'm sure you've heard it. Ashkenazim say it in Elul, but we don't say it. Shifti bebet Hashem, kol yeme chayai. David HaMelech says, I want to sit in the house of Hashem my whole life. Lachso is benoyam Hashem alavake becholem. So simply also learn, Shifti bebet Hashem means he wants us to learn, he wants to do avoida. The Rabbi Avram says, no, Shifti bebet Hashem means he wants to stay secluded from society. The boy they do it. Bottom line is, the point is, that Sefer Masbik has a massive discussion about this thing called the Dvodidut. And it's, and it's necessary. So does the Chayvis Alavavis talk about it, and so does our Mesir Sishar. Now, this is a very, 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 very interesting and deep topic. Because if you notice, all the people that the Mesir Sishar, the Chayvis Alavavis, this say for Hamaspik, all the people that they talk about them being hitbodidut people, isolation people, including Moshe Rabbeinu, Yaakov, uh, and Yitzchak, and Avram, and Elisha, and Eliyahu, and Yeshua, and all these people. But if we look at the history, we know that all these people were extremely involved with the community. They weren't the type of people that in your, in your mind you would picture them as isolated people that are anti-social. They were very social. David HaMelech, we talk so much about David HaMelech and, and the Basil Zijam just brought down David HaMelech. He was a king. A king is involved. You understand? We're talking about world leaders. So obviously there's two parts to this thing and it's very important to know that. Because... The first part, as I think is a very important point that we have to mention here, is that Hitchbodidut is part of a process of developing yourself in order that ultimately you should be a big giver. Meaning, of course, in life, Hashem wants us to be givers. And He wants us to be leaders. And He wants us to be teachers. And He wants us to be involved with people. Be a mashpia. The problem is that if you prematurely go into that business... Before you develop yourself, despite that this is part of self-development, then it's very dangerous for a person and for the people you're being mashpi on. You know, in Svarim they talk about this, in the Holy Svarim, Svarim Akhtoishim, Kabbalah, they talk about that if a person becomes a premature mashpia, it compares it to a, a woman who has a baby and premature, it's very dangerous for the baby, Right? Meaning today, every kid who has a little bit of talent already starts to flaunt his talent all over the house, right? Now with the justification that the generation does need a lot of mashpiyim, and I'm not here to pask in yes or no, okay? The, the Gedolei Torah in, in history, Yehuda, good morning, the Gedolei Torah in history never were revealed until they were old men. You know all the Gidolim in Eretz Israel? 
Nobody knew them until they were 80, right? That means the self-development had to take a very long time. Not being involved in the hashpo world until they develop themselves, right? So even if today you say that maybe we need to, uh, you know, younger, reveal ourselves younger and use our talent in a younger age in order to reach people. However, a person who is a mashpia or involved in people must know that he needs to have a piece of his time doing his boidus and self-development. Now, if you don't learn the subject of his boidus, you won't know how to do it. You don't know what to do. It's a big subject. And a deep subject. Which we're not going to do over here because it's at least 10 volume to explain this. So I don't want to go off the tangent. But I'm going to read you in a practical way how every single Jewish person, me and you, whether we're growing or we're already half developed, doesn't matter. This is, especially when you're young, you're still developing. And even when you're older, you're still developing. Your development, your self-development requires some form of asboidus. And I'm going to read you some stuff in a second. I will mention, and the Messiah Zesharim himself alluded to this in chapter 13. Is that your alarm that goes off every day? Right? So now... The Mesil Zesharim himself mentions this, that there are different neshamot that require different levels of Hezbaidus, or abilities to Hezbaidus. And for that matter, all precious. So I, this is a very important thing. When we come to growing, okay, we have to understand that the recipe of growth is very personal. And we can't say that every person has to do the same thing. To the same degree at all times. Meaning, Mesil Zesharim says, Yoker Miakol, the most precious avoid of precious is his boidness. That's true. Now how am I gonna practice it and you're gonna practice it may be different. Okay? I wanna read you a beautiful altar from Kelm, which I think is important. I have it in my notebook here. I downloaded it into my notebook. We now have all have these new notebooks. So it says like this. The altar from Kelm says like this. He brings a Mishnah. You listening, Yehuda? How you doing, Sadiqal? Listen good. Oh, all my friends are here today. Okay, he says, Masechet Avot. Tseuru. Go out and search. Eze derech yeshara. Sheyibor lo ha'adam. What is a good path not a good thing, a good path, a straight path to grow. Meaning every person to grow, you need to have a path. You can't just do random things. You have to have a path. So the Mishnah says, go out, he tells the students, go out and you come back to me, do your research. You know what a thesis is? Make a research paper and come to me and tell me what is a good path for a person to take to grow. Okay? The altar from Kelm asks a question. Listen to this question, Rabbi Yisai. He says like this. Hishil belashon rabim. The Mishnah begins with the lashon of a rabim. Okay? Vesiyem belashon yachid. And it ends off with a personal lashon. Tseyur Go out and see. 
איזה דרך ישרה שיבוא לא האדם. So it starts off as a rabbim and it ends off as a yachid. Says the altar, listen good. You gotta get this good. Habaysai, medaftas, fashtein good. You know what that means? You have to understand this well. Okay. Ki en dome zeleze. Two people, no two people are the same. Leze mitzvah lefrok. Leze mitzvah leton. We know there's a halakha that if your friend needs your help, either taking the packages off the back of his animal or putting the packages on, okay, the halakha is that if you have the opportunity to do both, we always take off the packages first, okay? Because we help take off the packages off the animal, right? However, if... There's somebody you don't like. And you have to break your bad meters by helping him. Then you have to help, even if that guy has to put packages on, and the other guy has to take it off, you go help the guy that you have to put the packages on, because you have to break your midot. So you see, we have two people in the same situation that have to do two different things. Because if I personally need to break my Yetzer Hora, then for me, I have a different job. Okay? Sometimes, the halakha is, if you're a day worker, according to the minhagim of the times, you are not allowed to pray because you're stealing from your employer. You have to say short prayers or whatever it is, right? So, a guy who's not working for somebody has to pray the long prayer. The man who works for somebody, his avoid is something else. Got it? Continues the altar. Ze mechuyiv lachal shabbos, ze mechuyiv skilo imu mechal shabbos. You can have one person who has to be mechal shabbos. It's pikuach nefesh. He has to be mechal shabbos. His friend, if he's mechal shabbos, he gets stoned. So you see, we can have two. It's not a question of a black and white thing. This is us or this is mutter. It's dependent on the matzah, whether it's us or mutter. Got it? One second. It continues like this. Sometimes you have to break your yetzer, and you want to schmooze, and you want to sit with your boys until 2 o'clock in the morning, zugging zachin. You have to break your yetzer, because you have to get up, and go learn or go to sleep so you can get up and learn. That's one guy. And then you have a situation where you don't want to talk to this guy, you know? You don't like him. So now you have a mitzvah to break your Yetzirah and socialize. So could you say that socializing is an Avera or a mitzvah? Depends! If socializing is going to lead you to bitul Torah, then you have to break your Yetzirah not to socialize. If you have a Yetzirah not to socialize because you don't like the guy, then you have to socialize. Then it's a mitzvah to socialize, right? So everything is dependent on the situation. Continues. He says, Tzarich litchanech lezeh. Lezeh mitzvah lehastir ma'asav ktsat, ki yesha'el bepnimius. One person 
has to hide his good deeds so he doesn't become a superficial, egoistic, external guy. That's his work. Okay? The other person, if he doesn't do outward actions, then he'll end up doing nothing. So it's not a clear-cut thing. Everything needs thought as to what you need to do. Got it so far, Rabbi Sorry. Continues. So what he's trying to say, what the altar is trying to say is, there are general principles and general drachim. But how to practically apply them, when, where, how much, that's dependent on the person. And therefore you have to have a lot of seichel, and a lot of understanding, and a lot of hadracha, and you have to have a Rebbe to help you teach you how to do these things. That's important. So when we talk about precious and his boidus, we have to know that his boidus and precious is one of the most complex subjects out there, and I'll explain to you why. Okay? You ready? Because there's almost like a contradiction. You know what it says in the Pasuk in the Torah? It's embracious. I think it's the 11th Pasuk in the Torah, but I could be wrong. Okay? Eliezer would probably know. So what does it say? Lotov heyot ha'adam levado. It's not good for a man to be lonely. Ezer connecto. We're going to make him a wife, right? So... We look at the Torah in a very superficial way because we're very weak people. We think it was like incidental. Hashem created man without a mate. And then Hashem said, Ooh, doesn't look good. means a person was created because there's a mile of being levadai. But then Hashem created a need. He created a need for a human being to be social. Part of his avayda. That's why when we are lonely, all of a sudden start people start feeling anxiety, depression. Why is that? Hashem created the need. He made a toiv. has to be toiv. You have to be a, 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 with people. You're a social being. That's why in, in um, it's an amazing thing if you remember Corona a long time ago. So we were forced into isolation. Some people thrived in the isolation because they were able to do the avoid of his Some people cracked in the isolation because they couldn't be social. So you have to understand. On one hand, you're telling me being social is a deep, deep need of a human being that Hashem implanted in us for a big purpose. But at the same time, you tell me I have to be in isolation. So it's all about balance. Balance is the key thing in this business. And that's where you have to really know yourself and who you are. But in necessity to have it, everybody needs it. So how are we going to bring it to a practical place that we can all have some access to this thing called this business? So for this, I'm going to read you two more comments and then we're going to pray Shachrit. Okay? One more I'm going to read you from a sefer that was written by the Mesil Sashar. It's called Derech Etz Chaim. You ever heard of it? I think they printed it in the back of these Masilas Sharps. Derech Etz Chaim. It's a little bit on the Kabbalistic side, but it does have 
a lot of simple things as well. You see in the back of your Masil Sashon, Derech Eitz Chaim. Okay? So he says over there as follows. Halo Ha'adam, most people, Rov Shinot Yamav Omed Lachshov Cheshbonot Asakav. Most people are busy making calculations over his business. Iske Chayashor. Why don't they even give a small amount of time to think about think about Hashem and what's going to be with you and what's with your avodah? If a person does not think about life and where he's holding and where he's going and how his service of Hashem is, if he doesn't make any calculations it's going to be extremely difficult for this person to ever reach any level of perfection. And if you think about yourself, if you make some cheshben on efesh, you can reach it very quickly. He's saying a massive point. You know why rabbis and great people became what they became? Not because they're more talented. Because they spent time thinking about they're avoided. That's why. Sils Hashem says that a person should uh, put some time, whether it's in his day, or in his week, or even in his month, to spend some time making calculation and spending time thinking about the Rabbani Shalom. Now the Mishnah Brura, this is Halacha, Mishnah Brura, Brings down in Simon Tuf Kuf Ayin Aluf. Okay, it brings down in the name of the Ariza. Yom Echad Min Hashavua, one day a week. Yitrahek Mibene Adam. You should distance yourself from your friends. Vidboded, and you should go into isolation. Beno Leben Koinoi, and have a conversation between you and Hashem. Vidkasher Machshavato Bo Kiiru. Kvar Omer Lefanav Biyom Hadin. It's talking about before Rosh Hashanah, but same idea. Yidabel Lael Yisbarak Hashem Yidabel Evel Al Rabbi Ben Al Avif. Talk to Hashem like a mas, like a servant will talk to his master, or like a child that will talk to his father. Ve'etiku Zehachreinim Ad Kan L'Shaina. Got it. So basically, what we're saying over here is that, of course, high levels of his boydus is not for us on a practical level. However. We do need time to think and to think about life and to express things that you want to talk to the Rabbi Shalom about. That's a very important part of Avaida. And a person has to find, even if it's once a week to do that, it's hard because you don't know how to think so much because you're not used to thinking. And you're not used to making calculations. You probably sat in the room and then you would say, okay, where's my phone? Because I don't know how to sit with myself. I need my phone. People go sugar without the phone because they don't know how to sit without themselves, with themselves. So either they're socializing with people, but if it's 2.30 in the morning and people pumped went to sleep, then the phone comes out because <laughs> spend time with yourself, are you crazy? Alright? So maybe it's a good idea to like take one VOD and review it quietly by yourself and try to see how it applies to your life, you know? Use a guide to help you think. And then, or if you have a problem in your life or something going on, articulate it to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as if you're standing in front of him. Things like that. But it's something that a person has to get used to at least 
you should try maybe once a week on a Friday afternoon when nothing's going on, or on a long Motzei Shabbat, or a Friday night in the winter, something to spend, some, take a walk, go outside, you're in a dormitory, go take a walk, it's nice outside, get some fresh air and think, you understand? Prepare what you want to think about, that way you're not lost <coughs> when you get out there, follow? It's a work. But it's something that's kedai to begin the process to try to do a little bit of that. Okay, we'll stop there for tonight.